This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, guys. Um, little extra note on the Donald Trump swearing his speech controversy. I have one of those dental plates that was mentioned at the end of the Alexa episode. And I can tell you that if it comes loose, you do sort of hold it in with your teeth. You bite down on it to hold it in place. And if you listen closely to the way he's talking, it's almost as if he's holding his lips or his teeth closed while he's talking. And that's exactly what it sounds like. The um, stressing to inhale, get oxygen in his lungs, so he can just spew out more hot air. That's the sound that it makes when you're holding it in place and you're breathing in through your mouth because you're not going to breathe in through your nose while you're speaking, especially if you're a bad public speaker like he is. Glory home, motherfuckers. Hey, guys, this is Marty from up in the great white north of northern Minnesota where it is currently 28 degrees below zero. Uh, you asked for suggestions of the worst Christmas meal you've ever had. Up here we have something called lutefisk, which is cod. Rinsed, soaked in lye, and then rinsed again, and then buried, and then eaten. And it has the consistency of uh, frozen Vaseline. Thought that'd be something you'd be into. At least it's better than eggnog. Glory hole, motherfuckers. Cheers. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news. That doesn't look good, buddy. You're poured water in your tea mug. It's just tea, but it's like... And your tea mug was cleaned sometime around the turn of the last century. I just got this. Thank you very much. Sydney Opera House. I just got this. We, Here's we got the thing. back from Sydney 20 days ago. It's like, <laughs> it's like when you drop the dentures. Remember the old denture oh, yeah. commercial where they used to drop them in tea overnight? Like that's what happened to my mug. I need yeah, to we fix need it. Denture cleaner. I need to fix it up. Yeah, you got it. No, no. It. That would stick the oh, shit is that to what that. that yeah. what is, I think you need effervescence. Effervescence. No, effervescence is just bubbles. Effervescence. 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 That's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You need effervescence. Jeez, it took a long time to get there. Man. Normally, it doesn't take me long to get to the end. <laughs> we were in critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence. To any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome at. This is episode 393 of Cognitive Happy Dissonance. New Year! It's going to release on Monday. So, so this was Christmas. This was, so this how did was you do? Christmas. <laughs> how was your Christmas, buddy? Was it good? I had a great Christmas. This was the uh, this is the first Christmas for Haley and I and the you know the whole integrated shenanigans family. So there were I don't know there were a lot of kids. I we didn't count them all at some point to just throw presents in their general direction and hope none of them are knives or like saw blades or whatever <laughs> or hope they are. It it's so funny because like. 
you do all this work and like get it all ready and the tree looks nice. And then like, like the kids wake up and you're like, Oh, I'm going to have some Christmas cheer. And like 45 minutes later, you burn down your house. Yeah. The only way that it's a you disaster could, at it, that point, it's disaster would be a step up. Like the national guard has to show up <laughs> at this point to clean it. It you, we can't, we actually, we have a 96 gallon recycling container and we were unable to fit all of our recycling into a 96 gallon container. Packaging packaging has gone insane. It has, well, that's the thing. It's like if you shop mostly from Amazon yeah. and then you wrap everything yeah, yeah. and then it's like, like you, like you get, it's like, cause it's fucking Amazon. You get like a USB stick and they ship in a box sure. the size of an evergreen yeah. Yeah, tree. Exactly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they like stuff cows around right. like live cows. <laughs> I wish yeah. well, I wound up uh, taking one of the boxes I got for Sarah was from Amazon and I opened it to make sure it was her present. And then I taped it with one piece of scotch tape and put it underneath <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, why would I wrap it again? She's like, so I could have the enjoyment of unwrapping it. I'm like, you can enjoy it. Unwrapping it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was over at my in-laws house mm-hmm. and they got a whole bunch of like larva, right? So like, like they had, <laughs> they had the, the other ones have, have sort of got into the pupae larva. stage. So they're like, they're like able to move around and be assholes right. independently. Right. Yeah. But they just replenished, right? So they've got <laughs> they got a couple of new ones. And one of them's like four months old. And I picked him up. I was, I was holding him. And he's like the only baby there that won't cry immediately when I hold him. All the other babies immediately oh when God. I come near him. Because I'm the only one in that family with dark facial hair. I'm the oh, only think, one. And that freaks him out. And that freaks yeah, those kids right. out. But this one doesn't mind. He's like, oh, whatever. Cool. He's like, he's, he's sitting there. And I'm making him laugh, actually. He's four months old or whatever. Right. But like... I was, I held him for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and he's all squirmy and like trying to bounce and shit and move around and you're trying to hold him. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, right. stop doing that. And like, he's like trying to move his legs and he's rubbing his face with his arm and bouncing <laughs> all the After 10 minutes of holding that child, I was exhausted. Oh. I was like, because you can't set him down because he starts to cry and then you pick him up and he's like, okay, but now I want to move around. You're like, well, fucking stop moving around. Can I just shake him until he stops moving? And like, I like the whole time, I'm just like, fuck this. It's so annoying <laughs> like, that the short answer is no, you're this. not allowed to just shake him. Fuck yeah. this is what I kept thinking. I'm like, oh my gosh, if this was mine, I would just put it under a bunch of blankets <laughs> and hope it never called to me. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. The, the first time I ever like babysat for for like a morning to into the afternoon a a baby baby it was the first time i'd ever like encountered a baby in any sure. significant way and i was like at the end of it i was like that's yours now <laughs> that's yours now i don't want this thing i like yeah. i was like I, like i saw him. i was waiting for them to dry i was like looking down saying like, they're coming they're coming they're picking up their baby yeah. keep your baby i don't want it i don't like it i don't like it i don't like it Wow. It's tough, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, and I, and I do think like, everyone will tell you the same thing. Like when it's yours, it's different. Right. So when it's Maybe yours, true. Yeah. it's, and I think that that's true. Like, sure. because you, you know, like if you kill it, you, you're the one that gets yeah. in trouble now. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So it's different. There's like laws in place <laughs> or something. It's terrible. Like when it's yours, it's different. Yeah. Cause you don't get to get rid of it anymore. Yeah. You're resigned, you're resigned to, to it. it. You know, yeah. it's like when it's your prison sentence, it's Ugh. different. 
I just thought to myself the whole time, just like, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. So how were your gifts? Did you get anything memorable? I got, uh, Sarah got me a bunch of stuff, but one of the things that she got me was the um, Alexa speaker. I think that Alexa thing, we've got it in a couple of rooms, just a dot, like the little guy. Yeah. I love that thing. I want to get it with a different voice. Can you get it with a different voice? Can I have it like would be John Cleese or something? Because oh, that would I be think amazing. That would be awesome. You know what I mean? Like or Alex Jones or something. Right. Like that would be. I actually asked the first thing I asked it was, "Who's Alex Jones?" <laughs> and it said he's a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Did it really? <laughs> I swear to you, that's what it said. My dad got this. Is funny. My dad got one of those Echo Dots as well, and like he was just marveling over it. He's like, "Man, that Alexa knows everything." <laughs> He's like, I ask the Wikipedia knows. He's like, he's like, I ask it. He's like, it's faster than I can Google it. And I was like, well, you're it's slow. a computer and you're, and you're 70 and you're old. Right. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like, cause my dad still clicks on the first sure. thing, which is always an ad. And then like, he's like confused and like yeah. his computer's on fire. Right. Right. You know, like, but I, I got, I got possibly the greatest gift I've ever received this year. I got a globe bar for the house. You could have just taken this one. Then I wouldn't have a globe bar for the studio. I feel like you're not understanding. I have globe bars virtually. The only thing I need now is a globe bar for work. And one in the car. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so classy. That's what I like about it. So we're hiring at Cognitive (laughs) Dissonance. Uh, One of the things, if you want to belong to this classy institution... We are looking for a podcast coordinator. So on this week's show notes, there is a job listing. We're going to link on this week's show notes. This is episode 393. So go to episode 393, dissonancepod.com. It should be the top one. Click on it. There will be a link to the podcast, to the form and to the job description. Uh, On the form, we want you to include your name, email, phone number, your cover letter and resume and send that in. We are only going to be accepting resumes for like a week and a half, like a yeah. pretty short amount of time. So uh, so my suggestion would be get everything ready and send it in by next Sunday. Tom and I are going to be spending a lot of time on Sunday looking over these resumes. So the people, unless we get something amazing after Sunday, right. we're probably not going to be calling those people. So I would say Sunday by noon would be your deadline, central time. So uh, you're get this, this releases on Monday. You'll have until Sunday. Hopefully you didn't put off listening to us <laughs> until later in the week. Um, but we are looking for a podcast coordinator, somebody who can, uh, who can take over for Megan. Megan's leaving Megan us. Megan died. Megan, yeah. <laughs> we it's, we uh, covered her with blankets until she, <laughs> <laughs> she was crying. It she wouldn't crying. stop. She wouldn't stop. Um, Megan is actually, because of that thing you did. Megan is actually focusing on our other work. Um, she's very busy and she can't work for us anymore because we're terrible people. Um, we are happy that Megan worked for us. She's been great. She's been a great member of the team. Uh, but until this next person's hired, once the next person's hired, she's going to be leaving us and we wish the best to Megan. She was an excellent employee and she was a lot of fun to work with. So we're going to miss her, but we definitely need uh, a new person to take over, uh, to do all the podcast stuff for us. All the, all the little stuff on the other side, on the other side of the glory hole, there's plenty of, uh, information about that on this week's show notes. Like I said, 393, click on the link. And uh, you can submit your resume. You can be part of the team. You can become part of the Glory Hole Studios team. Uh, we are hiring a part-time worker. Yeah, and the the checks that you get to cash do come from Glory Hole Studios. They do. They do. So you'll get an amazingly weird look at the bank. Yeah. When you go to For cash sure. your paycheck. See, what you want to do is you want to you want to get 
one of the major banks that has the app so you can take a photo of it and you <laughs> never, ever, ever have to go in. I go to the bank once a month to move some money around for the show. Yeah. And it is my very favorite thing to hand them the glory hole card and be like, I need to take it. I need a withdrawal from the glory hole. Oh, <laughs> so I, it's, and it's just great. Yeah. It's just great. So some people enjoy that. Other people don't. But if you want to work for us, <laughs> we would love to uh, to read your resume and we'll be probably calling people even on Sunday. Right. So, yeah. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. Story comes from the Washington Post. Um, this is a good news story. <laughs> what? Okay, good, bad, right? Oh. Starts bad, gets good. Ohio priest under investigation for relationship with minor threw himself off Chicago skyscraper. <laughs> now the thing is, like, there, there, there's, there's some downside. He threw himself out of the Radisson Blue. Yeah, and fell uh, figure, eighty-two stories. I figure when you throw yourself out of something, there is a downside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's definitively a downside. Yeah. And I, I, when I read that, I was, I, cause I've stayed at the Radisson blue sure. and it's a beautiful hotel. Yeah. It's just really a beautiful hotel. They just so, need to remodel their awning area. I hope <laughs> my hope is just that he didn't break one of the windows or anything on this. Cause it's just beautiful. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this, this guy, uh, was an Ohio, uh, pastor. Um, his name is Cesar. Um, and he's accused of having a relationship with a 16 year old. Um, and you know, after he was accused, not long after he was accused, um, chucked himself out the, yeah. out the window of this hotel. Committed, I'm not uh, saying those things are necessarily related, but they're very fucking probably related. Probably related. Let's use some fucking deduction I, here. Maybe they're related. Right. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had, he was also a priest, uh, was evidently active. I'm reading directly from the article and well-liked figure in his community delivering baccalaureate. Is that how you say it? Baccalaureate? Baccalaureate. 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 Baccalaureate masses to the local Catholic high schools and hosting, quote, Catholic singles on fire for Christ mixers. Well, that's weird. Are they on fire because they're re-entering the atmosphere? <laughs> Is that like he was? <laughs> <laughs> He did reach terminal velocity he if he did. chucked himself out of an 80-second floor. Fucking A, man. Right? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's that far enough to fall where you're like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I'm still making it. You uh, get to contemplate it. it for a real long time. Maybe I'll live. <laughs> What's the highest thing you've ever jumped from? Have you ever jumped from something that you fell long enough to think while you were falling? Yeah, I jumped from when I was a kid, we used to jump off the side of the locks in Lockport into the oh, wow. water. Yeah. So that was probably 25 20 feet. feet. Yeah. 25 feet thereabouts. Yeah. I was little, so maybe it wasn't 25 feet, but it sure felt like it. So. Yeah. That's not, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. That's not, that's not short. a small amount of, yeah. yeah. They used to be deeper there. They used, now they're just a flat concrete. Yeah, that'd be a bad deal. It's like a flat concrete. Like, I mean, it's literally flat concrete with like an inch of water on it now. Right. But when I was a kid, it was three to four feet deep. So you'd jump off and then you just, you would always touch the bottom, but you know. It was only three or four feet deep. It was deep. very small. I remember you used to have to jump. And when you jumped, you like used to angle? have to, well, you'd, I'd always jump on my knees so that when they hit, I would splash and then my knees would hit the bottom and it wouldn't hurt. So that's, I remember doing that all the time. Man, being a kid, 
was stupid. I, I was I a just, dumb little kid. All you're trying to do is die. I was a dumb I didn't kid. even know this story. Yeah, we have known you 20 years. We've traded stories yeah. about almost dying. Add this to the list. Yeah. Like if something small had gone wrong. Oh yeah. A tiniest little thing. Right. I could have easily just, died. Just died or yeah. been paralyzed, yeah, paralyzed or forever. Right. And we did it right. all the time. We used to climb up on top. We would, we would jump off and then we would either run around to the side of the locks and climb up the thing, which is uh -huh. what I would normally right. do. But a lot of these other kids, if they didn't want to wait, they would just climb up the side because <laughs> it was in old locks. It was right. like, it was like, this is like old timey from like, the pioneer days. Right. So when you climb up the locks, it's like falling apart. So the, like there's limestone. You could easily climb it. You're not yeah. like, you're right. not fucking cliffhanger. Right. You know, like yeah, that sliced plenty of handholds and shit. It's right? pretty easy to climb right. up. Yeah. yeah. Right. A little kid can do it. So man, I jumped off of a, uh, like a 10 meter diving platform, which is like, that's 33 that's feet. That's, heavy. Yeah. that's, that's big. Uh, and it was a first, I, and then I went bungee jumping and like both those stuff. But I remember the 33 foot was the first time I ever was falling. It was like, Ah, oh, ah! like you had like a second. We're like, oh, I'm scared. Oh, fuck. I have time to think about being scared. Did ah, it, then splash. Did you it know? hurt when you hit the water? Yeah. Cause I didn't jump right. You know, I don't know how to jump off sure. something that high. So yeah, it sucked. It, it, like the bottoms of my feet were like all swollen. Like, cause I just flat footed it on sure. there. I didn't know what I was fucking supposed doing. to point your toes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Just flat footed it like a fucking goober nut. Like it's fucking, it's like, it's essentially a hard surface yeah, when sucked. you land. From it was there. a bad decision. Yeah. That was a, like, yeah. I regretted that decision. I did not jump off it twice. I yeah. wasn't like, <laughs> I wasn't like, that was amazing. I should do it again. There's an awesome video out there of these, this Swedish diving board. And I don't know if it's 10 meters or more. I don't remember yeah. what it was. Maybe it was 12 meters. I can't remember. But these people are all at the top of it and they're all, you know, they're clearly talking in a different language and they're all kind of like trying to psych each other out to go off of it and uh -huh. jump off of it. And then they're like, they're chickening out They're Because right. the camera is specifically at the top. And what I loved about it is that the production value on it is actually really great because it's really good camera and everything is in super slow motion when they jump. And uh -huh. like, it's actually a really great video, but it's like all these people like walking up to the edge of this thing. And it's not that high up, like, like 30 plus feet is not super high up sure. in the air. Yeah. But, you know, if you're going to jump off of it, like it's a, it's That's a considerable different. distance. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I went, I went bungee jumping. And the thing that I initially, for some reason, didn't think about was that like you jump, then the cord catches you and you stretch and right. And then it slings you back in the air. Then you fall again. Yeah, so you're just several like, times you're falling. like, yeah. oh, super fun. Okay, good. Oh, I'm fucking scared again. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's like. Punches you in the dick like yeah. three times of being scared. I'm changing it from fake news, though. D doesn't that under very fake news? I yeah. know, but aren't you? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. This is from Think Progress. Um, this is actually a uh, an ad, a pro Trump ad, and it's it's pretty egregious. Like it's just it's just awful, okay. nonsensical propaganda okay. until the very end. But this kid doesn't that kid look like the kid from? Uh, the hills have eyes. <laughs> I'm not wrong, right? Like, I'm not wrong. That's so mean. I'm not wrong, though. It's, I didn't say you were wrong. I said you were mean. But I'm not wrong. Like, That's that kid an looks, accurate. That kid looks like like someone painted a face on a thumb. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like because the neck is the same size as the rest of the body. Aww. The rest of the head. 
So I'm going to play this ad. I'm just going to play it. I'm going to play it all the way through. Tom and I are not going to interrupt it, and then we'll talk about it. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you. Everyday Americans are standing up to thank President Trump. Thank you so much. For making America great again. Thank you for cutting my taxes. Thank you for fixing our economy. Thank you for keeping my family safe. Thank you for putting America first. Thank you for supporting Israel. As veterans, thank you for reminding us to stand for our national anthem. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, President Trump, for letting us say Merry Christmas again. amazing that for the eight years of the Obama presidency, nobody was able to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> what that? I remember like when the Obamas did their uh, Christmas address every year yeah. for eight years and they wished everybody a Merry Christmas. That was yeah, pretty much not, every year. Right. Every year. Huh. And they had a Christmas tree in the every White year. House. Yeah. And they it, sell it. And they had Easter eggs. In the front my lawn. favorite part of this is when they're saying, like, thanks for making us safe again. Like, it's like Donald Trump dressed as RoboCop, like, walking down the street. <laughs> he sh- uh, his guns shoot, like, tax cuts and fucking Christmas bows. <laughs> He's just like, you will celebrate Christmas. You will celebrate Christmas. I What I loved about that is there's one person of color in that yeah, whole land. I know. It's like, <laughs> like all that watch is like, thanks for making hey, white people hey, safe again. There's a Jew in there too. Maybe. If somebody who likes Israel could be an evangelical Christian. <laughs> That's true too. It could be somebody who likes one of those doomsday nutter Christians. Jew. Doesn't have to be right. a Jew. It could just be a, a Jew-friendly Christian. <laughs> right. It wasn't somebody wearing one of the little Jew hats. <laughs> the Judica or whatever. You're not supposed to say that, Tom. Okay, fine. Uh, a Jew hat. No, I got it wrong again. <laughs> What's it called? Um, it's called it's called a tribly. <laughs> is it? Is that a tribly? Is that what is it a it? yarmulke? Yarmulke. I don't know. Is it a dreidel? A I don't dreidel. know. It's a what are the boxes they put on their bodies? I don't know. The boxes are called teflon. I thought. <laughs> or teflon. Little, teflon. I think boxes. is what they're called. Yeah. Little boxes. Yeah. On. I love, I love everything about that ad because the guy's like, thanks for cutting my taxes. Yeah. Cutting your taxes, man. I love they have the most working class looking motherfucker. Cause he's like wearing like a Carhartt yeah. jacket and a fucking skull cap, <laughs> like, like wool hat. <laughs> and he's like, taxes. you can tell that I work with my hands for a living, yeah. thus representing the lower to middle, middle <laughs> class. And I am the target you know, of these tax cuts. So I won't receive many of them. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, you'll get a little you. bit. It you'll yeah. get a little bit. Three hundred dollars. But the exactly <laughs> the people who are going to make the most money are the are the people who own the businesses. Hold, the people who are going to make the most money are the people who already make the most money. I was I was talking to somebody recently. We were talking about the tax cuts, and I was saying, you know, what company has ever gotten money, more money than they thought and been like, let's hire a bunch of people, right? Like nobody does that. If you can get the same amount of product out of what you have, why on earth would you hire or share that money downward? Why would you be like, I got a tax, I got a tax break. And so all this money that I got from this tax break, I'm going to share with my employees. Of course, they're not going to do that. And why would they expect, like, they're not going to expand and like hire new people if there's no market for it, right? Like, let's say you're like, you're filling a, a restaurant full of people, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, well, if I expand it, I'm automatically going to get more people. You got to, you got to right. market research that you got to figure out whether or not there's a market there to even go into. Like just because you have that extra money doesn't mean you're going to expand. It doesn't mean you're right. going to pay people more money. It doesn't mean you're going to, you know, send that money down. It just means you made more money. That's right. all it means. Yep. 
Yeah. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about the, the business that I, that I help manage. And like, if, if I had an area and I have a hundred employees and I made $6 million in profit, and then I could make six and a half million on the same hundred employees. I just keep the other half million. Yeah. I'm not like, well, let's hire more. Why? What are they going to do all day? Yeah. What would I hire them for? And like you were saying, like, if there is a market and that market is profitable, it was going to be profitable anyway, yeah. which means it was worth investing into. So you could anyhow. have invested into it anyway. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. It doesn't even make any sense. Well, we know this, right? None of this is shocking because trickle-down economics have been tested yeah. and economists have, have come out and said, I mean, many, many times, supply-side economics do not work. Doesn't work. We know it doesn't work because we've been trying to do it for fucking years. Anytime a Republican gets in office since Reagan, they've been trying the same trick because it's a trick against the middle class, right? It's not a trick they think is going to work. It's literally tricking the middle class and is saying, look, I want to give a bunch of money to rich people because the rich people are the guys at my fucking foundation dinners. Sure. How do I do that and make you think I'm not shitting on your head at the same time? And, you know, I even I even went out of my way this week to look for people who talked about the the bill in a favorable light. Sure. Right? I went mm -hmm. out of my way to try to read some commentary mm -hmm. about the bill. And everybody was sucking its dick, but even the people that were sucking its dick were saying this is going to create a major deficit. They even even they said this is going to create a major deficit. And the way that a, a, a few of these right-leaning papers were, were talking, they were saying, you know what? We can never call ourselves a party of like, you know, balanced budget. We can never do that again after this bill. It's impossible to do. And well, even, even the ones that were, and these are, these are, these are fucking, these are I mean, these Trump are, supporting. These are, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, they're not, Trump, I don't know Republican. that they're Trump supporting, but they definitely are right-leaning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when you read this, you're just like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You, there's no way you can call yourself that part. Well, and that's, that's why the, uh, the, the, the tax cuts on the per, on the people side, not the corporate side, but the human being side, they sunset in 2025. Yeah. Right. The corporate tax doesn't cause mm, corporations, but the, the people tax, all that yep. sunsets yep. in 2025. And it does that to limit the amount of, of uh, deficit that this creates. Yep. Do you know Trump didn't sign in a law yet? No, they're he's waiting. He's waiting till after the after first, the of, the first year. of the year so that in 2018, uh -huh. there won't be cuts, major cuts to Medicare and Medicaid or whatever. Right. And so he won't, they, the, the people that are there were, they'll do better in the, in the, in the midterms. midterms. Yeah. 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 Strategically going to wait a handful of days to sign his own fucking tax bill. Yeah. Because, because he, he knows it's going to shit gonna, on his voting. He base. knows it's going to shit on the older people. Right. And it's funny because that everybody's just like, whatever, don't yeah. even care. It's everybody lives in the moment, man. Nobody's paying attention to the future. You see his tweet today when he's talking about like it's the coldest winter. Oh on my record. god, can we read that tweet? Yeah. Let's talk about that tweet. That tweet is this is our president. This is this is one of the most insanely stupid, scientifically illiterate things I've I I, I saw this actually this this evening, and I was fucking flabbergasted by this. Let me read this. It says. In the East, it could be the coldest New Year's Eve on record. Perhaps we could use a little bit of that good old global warming that our country, but not other countries, is going to pay trillions of dollars to protect against. Trillions? Bundle up. Trillions? Trillions? Really? Uh, and other countries are not addressing global warming. Other countries are addressing global warming. We're the ones right now that are not. Yeah. We're not addressing global warming because we don't give a fuck about the future. We're why, not addressing global if, warming because we just want money in our pockets. If we were the only ones doing it, why would it be called the Paris Accord? <laughs> Doesn't even make any well, sense. Or the Kyoto Protocol, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> but just, it's never like the Philadelphia yeah, exactly. thing. 
Is that the Philadelphia experiment? <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah. I like this is a, like this is the fucking confusing the weather with the fucking climate bullshit. You're, you're a stupid man. You're just yeah. a stupid man. Yeah. And and it and it's 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 a it's a terrifying thing because he has the ultimate say in a lot of this stuff because a lot of it is executive. Yeah, right. So he has the ultimate say in whether or not we do that stuff. We really truly did elect everybody's dim-witted, uneducated, racist uncle. Yep. Yep. That's your president. That's your now. president. That's it. Yep. Ready to stick it in the glory hole? Get links to their Facebook, Twitter, and if you still use it, Google Plus account at their website, dissonancepod.com. If you need to be all discreet about it, contact them by email at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a ransom message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Want to hear Cognitive Dissonance commercial free and gain access to exclusive content, including full patron-only shows? Head to patreon.com forward slash dissonance pod and become a patron to support the show on a per episode basis. Love commercials? Not ready to become a patron? Give the guys a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher. Or tell your buddies in the drunk tank about the show. We want to send a big sloppy glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. This story comes from the Friendly Atheist blog. Uh, Former director of Atheist Lobbying Group will run for governor of Maine. This is Sean Faircloth. Um, Sean Faircloth has been on our show before. Sean Faircloth wrote a book a few years back um, called Attack of the Theocrats, How the Religious Right Harms Us All and What We Can Do About It. Um, he was also previously in politics. He's now running for governor of Maine. Um, obviously, we wish him well in that endeavor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that's exciting. He was a great guest. He, he was, was one. He was the first person to ever contact us to come on the show. He was. He was the very first yeah. person to ever contact us to come on the show. And I remember Tommy and I being like, are we going to have a guest? Like, uh, how does that even work? What would we do with him? How and would then, that even work? We're like, well, we better read his book yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> we totally we're like, we got to read that book right away. We were both like, fuck. Yeah. We bought it, like yeah. read it in like two days. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. You know, that was great. That was, that was a good sort of jumping into the deep end. It was like a Catholic priest off of a building. Kind of. <laughs> so, uh, what, what was particularly interesting about this, um, is that Maine is going to have ranked choice voting. Yes. This is pretty fucking exciting. Absolutely. So for people that aren't uh, familiar with ranked choice voting, instead of being like, I got more many votes than you. It's like, you get to decide. Like, this is my first choice, second yeah. choice, so on and so forth. And instead of having a primary, you just have all the people all the run. people on. Yep. And then, you know, everybody picks their their top and they rank them in order. And then... Yep. And the lowest they, one gets gets bumped. Right. And then they take all the votes from that lowest one. And then they redistribute them from the person that they chose the second. And then they dump bump the lowest one. And then they redistribute those votes. It's basically... Um, it's like what we should do with wealth in this country, right? It's how we. <laughs> I was waiting for it. No, but that's that's how they do it. That's how they that's how they set it up. It's, it's pretty actually exciting. Really, it's a pretty cool. It's a yeah. cool system. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It'll be a neat experiment. Yeah. You know, now Maine. It's easier to do in Maine than in a state that has a population. People. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. Maine has like nine dudes in sure. it. Like, like that's forty five beavers. It's it's a state. <laughs> Populated entirely by lobsters. You can you can vote if you're a beaver hat.
Man, this is fucked up. This is from Newsweek. A uh, social media activist could get 14-year sentence for defaming Islam and the Prophet Muhammad in Bangladesh. So he's arrested at the airport as he was trying to leave. Um, and the charges against him, listen, listen to the way they phrase this. It's just so crazy. The charge against him is that he hurt religious feelings by mocking Prophet Muhammad and made bad comments against Islam, the Prophet, and the Quran on Facebook and YouTube. There's so much I want to talk about in this, just in the charge, just in that sentence alone. Like, first of all, he's charged with hurting people's feelings. No, he's, he's charged with he's charged with making bad comments against Islam and mocking the Prophet Muhammad. Right. Which I think he called him uh, a I think he said stupid face and stink butt. I think those are the two <laughs> things that he called him. I believe duty head might have been. Mm, I don't a know. Part of that. You're not no. allowed to say duty in Bangladesh. You're not allowed to. Yeah, it do means this something totally different. <laughs> like you've got a law called "Don't hurt my God's feelings." Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. insane. But it's also like I, I think it's worth noting just the just the incredible like disconnect between having a law that's like we don't want to hurt an ancient God's feelings. Sure. Also, in that same charge, I'm going to reference new technologies like YouTube and Facebook. Exactly right. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, you didn't sharpen the rocks properly before you skinned your sacrifice. You must have not looked at the proper YouTube yeah. channel. <laughs> like, like there's like a disconnect between the ancient and the sure. modern here sure. that I just think is really striking. And I mean, wouldn't you imagine like how the fuck is Muhammad going to get on YouTube anyway? His fucking <laughs> VCR, guaranteed his VCR is blinking 12. 12. Guaranteed. There's no way he can fumble fuck his way to fucking... Oh. He has no, no idea what's He's going got a on. Nice, He's got a forehead VCR. It's forehead a nice VCR. one. Though. It doesn't wear out when he oh, rewinds. Yeah. 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 He doesn't have to get that separate rewinder that looks like a, a race car. He's got a forehead VCR and a 72 head version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is crazy to me that it's, it's, it's mocking. If you mock somebody, you get you know, prison time. And one of the things that they said, I want to read, it says in 2014, a local court sentenced another 25 year old to seven years in prison for recording and sharing songs that poked fun at the prime minister and the father of the nation. So not even, not even like religious, like right. in that country, you can't even fucking, you can't even like make fun of like people in power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I will say getting arrested and getting 14 years is probably better than Getting hacked with machetes. Oh, yeah, because that happened there, too. Because that's in Bangladesh. It's happened there, too. There was, like, a rash of that shit. And yeah. that's a rash you can't clear up with no, ointment. No matter what you do. That's, that's a bad one. You're stuck. Father, I ask that you would forgive us for taking prayer out of the schools. Father, when that happened, secular humanism flooded in. Father, it began to penetrate every part of the curriculum. This guy's a fucking asshole. This is from Raw's story. Louisiana superintendent refuses to stop illegally preaching to students, so now he's getting sued. So in this school in Louisiana, they basically start every day with a prayer led yeah. by either staff or uh, volunteers. They do it like over the loudspeakers or what have you. They do prayers at all their games. They do prayers at their graduation ceremonies. They hold their shit in churches. Like, it, it come the fuck on with that shit. Yeah. So when they were challenged on this, the guy's response was like, I'll stop when somebody makes me stop. Mm -hmm. And the ACLU is like, oh, yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> that's us. We will do that. We're going to dig in your wallet till you say uncle. How's right? that? <laughs> like, well, here's, here's the thing that, that strikes me about this story is like, he's going to lose. Yeah. 
There's no way to win that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I wonder, I genuinely wonder like, is he that stupid? Is he that obtuse? Does he not know any of the case law or the history? He didn't even, did he bother once Googling this to find out? Sure. Even after confronted, I kind of get if you were in Louisiana and you're like, you know, fucking mama was a fucking crocodile or whatever. You don't have funny teeth. You're just a shitty, shitty garbage person from a shitty garbage state. They can't even decide if it speaks English or French. I get it. But once you're when you confronted, cook, when you boil all your shit in a garbage can, <laughs> to eat, you know, you're a garbage yeah. person. Right. At that point. When your idea of a celebration is to dredge up a bunch of bugs from the bottom of your swamp and boil them in a garbage can. And that's the happiest day of your week. And then you set the table with your best newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. So no, and I'm sympathetic because like I have to imagine he was confronted and then he would have had to have driven out of Louisiana to a state that had internet sure. and borrowed it from Someone somebody. Someone had to hear about this through smoke signals <laughs> or some other way. So he's yeah. like, he's in a public library and whatever state is adjacent to Louisiana. I don't know. <laughs> There's no libraries. <laughs> like five states. He's going to, he's going to take a small plane to, to get, get to north library. enough to where it's like books, indoor books. We got ones of them. <laughs> I think we got one in that our house out there. I've been tearing pages out of it. We got one. It's called the Bibble. (laughs) (laughs) These nice Gideons done left it for me. Oh, man. Yeah. One of the things about this article that is really interesting is you can clearly, when you read it, you can clearly feel that peer pressure that people feel. Oh, sure. Um, At one point. Uh, they're talking about the humanist person or the it's it's I, I think it's the agnostic person who came up and said, hey, man, can you not do that? Um, their kids, when they sat during prayers, were ridiculed. Right. And then when they sat during the prayers, they were ridiculed. Right. At one point, it said the Coles complaints claim that when uh, when they started to stay seated during morning prayer and other students ridicule, ridiculed her later when her parents stayed seated during graduation prayers all the other parents hissed in disapproval. What are they, Madagascar cockroaches? <laughs> Who's hissing at people? They got all. They got bracelets to say, "What would the serpent do?" Right? <laughs> what, what, what school is this? Hogwarts? Are they all Slytherin? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> uh, yeah. You no, Matt, what would you do if somebody hissed at you? You know, to be honest, I think I'd be pretty afraid if I lived there. I would be too. You know like I mean? a like, whole crowd think, of people. I think. I think doing this takes a lot of courage because. If you're that kid in that school, you are instantly alienated. Right. Instantly you're alienated. Instantly you don't have any friends. And then you just, what do you do? You just go to school and go home and then you just stay home all day because nobody's going to talk to you. You're not a Christian. Well, I think what you do, because it mentioned graduation, hopefully, is you you keep this shit under your hat mm-hmm. until the end of your senior year. Yeah. Then you challenge this shit, right? As you're about to graduate. Yeah. And you leave the state and go to a and real school, never, Ma. Never, That's ever, what you ever, do. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Come back. Right. Right. You throw your bike in the dumpster and you go to a real school. (laughs) Real school. Uh, And then. Not at the Y. And then the Asian guy dresses like a shower curtain or something and teaches you karate. You become an exterminator that only uses chopsticks. It's a whole thing. (laughs) He's the worst exterminator ever. He's pulling cockroaches and he's just like, you need to bomb the place. What are you doing? 
This is going to take forever. <laughs> she get paid by the hour? Snap. 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 Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Uh, if there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. Oh, I love this. This is Grace from Ars Technica. Uh, shocker. Yeti, Pooh, and Bones. Not actually from a Yeti. Um, and I thought this was kind of funny. You know, this is this is uh, cryptozoology nonsense, right? So, there, and I've seen these documentaries. I don't know if you have either seen them, but like, you know, in the Himalayas where they really believe in this Yeti nonsense, mm -hmm. there's like shrines and shit that have like Yeti chunks, sure. like hair and a bone and, you know, sure. a poo and a whatever. Yeah. And like these, like, they're like really like sure that this is a fucking Yeti. And they're... You know, they, they've been relatively guarded about letting some of these samples out, <laughs> I right? I wonder why. Uh-huh. And then it's it's sort of like, oh, it's totally a Yeti. And it's like, we have science now. It's like, don't touch my Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, don't touch the Yeti. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, you can dick around about a face on Mars. Right. And you can, you can, you know, be like, oh, there's this grainy photo of a Loch Ness Monster. If you have a sample of something, uh -huh. we have DNA analysis now. Right. They're just like, yeah, we can fucking DNA that shit. Let's DNA that shit up. And then like they had a woman, woman's name was Charlotte Lindqvist. Shats, and she's uh, she's at a university and she wound up uh, taking a DNA analysis. I guess if you're, it's a poo, it's an anal assist. <laughs> she wound up taking the, the DNA analysis. And it's just like, like I, I wonder, you know, here's this doctor. And I wonder while they're doing the gene sequencing of a poo, <laughs> if they're not thinking like what a regular doctor, like a physician when he's got his fist up your ass is thinking like, I went to medical school for this. Like I went to medical school so I could do an analysis on a poo from yeah. some crackpot cryptozoologist. I wonder if they're excited to debunk it. Like, cause yeah, you've got to know, yeah. like they've got to know, yeah. right? They, they, they know for sure. It's not going to be a Yeti, right? right. Like they, they're not going to be like, Oh my God, this is not DNA. We've ever seen. Oh, it came up Yeti. Yeah. Like, huh. yeah. no, it's a bear, a bear, a bear, a dog, a person and a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was interesting. Cause it's like, it, 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 it really said, you know, look, this myth probably comes from bears. Yeah. Right, you know, right. And there's bears yeah. in the mountains. And, and we have Himalayas. a perfectly good explanation for a bear. Right. Because bears. Yeah. That's the explanation yeah. for bears. Right. It's we're here. Yeah. We we're already clear. have we, we don't want any more bears. Already have an animal that can stand on two legs, that is powerful, that has claws, that is furry. You don't need to make a new one up. We right. already have one. It's it the Yeti is really a description of a bear. Yeah. So then when it's, you find out it's a bear, you're like Oh, huh. so that was the alternative so explanation. It, it was a bear all along. <laughs> like the bear, like rips its fucking mask off, and there's just a bear. There's just under another there. bear. And it's just like it's a smaller bear. <laughs> it's like Scrappy Doo under. The <laughs> Do you solemnly swear to tell truth, all truth, and nothing but the truth? Why don't you answer him? He's talking big right now. I don't know what he's saying. He's asking you if you swear. No, but I know all the words. He's asking you if you'll swear to tell the truth. Truth is stranger than fiction, Judgey Wudgey. <laughs> Stories from Democracy Now. Former federal judge, Trump is packing the courts with unqualified conservative extremists. You know, this is this is kind of uh, hot on the heels 
of that uh, goofball Trump appointee that yeah. was, you know, questioned, questioned by a Republican, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it was not, he was, that was not trick questions. Right. I found out later those questions that he asked him. So if you're not familiar, um, go to this website. The video is on here. So if you go click on this website, it's 393, this on this Democracy Now link, this video is here and it's 25 minutes long and it's the whole entire thing. I'm sure you could find this guy getting questioned, the guy who was being questioned, this uh, Matthew Peterson, was being questioned by Senator John Kennedy. I mean, they're asking him some really simple stuff. I, I want to read specifically what yeah. they say here. So, Senator Kennedy, have you ever tried a jury trial? Peterson, I have not. Senator Kennedy, civil? Peterson, no. Senator Kennedy, criminal? Peterson, no. Senator Kennedy, bench? Peterson, no. Senator Kennedy, state, state or federal court? Peterson, I have not. Senator Kennedy, have you ever taken a deposition? Matthew Peterson, I was involved in taking depositions when he was in law school, when he was right out of law yeah. school. This guy was, he He's was unqualified he in was every so way. Un unqualified in every single way. They asked him about two sort of specific things that have to do with federal courts over local courts. I did not know them. I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer. Yeah, so not I a didn't law know talking him, guy. But I asked some people about him and they posted a Twitter, Twitter feed where this guy was like, no, really the stuff he asked him was so simple. It's, it's like fall down, stupid, simple, basically asked him about like, like how federal courts have jurisdiction over like, like local, like or local state. courts. It's not like it was basically a jurisdiction question was the act or whatever that he was asking about. You're just like, Oh my God, it's like the most simple shit ever. Yeah. And if this is your job. It's some one-on-one yeah, -on -one shit. And people were saying it, it is exactly one-on-one. -on -one. It's like the very first stuff you learn. Yeah. You know, this article really highlights that there, there's a, there's been a number of judges, like 14 or something yeah. of, of Trump appointees um, many of which the American Bar Association deems unqualified, unqualified for the work. Unqualified for the work. And this is this is the you know it's so funny that like all the conspiracy nuts are are howling constantly howling about the deep state. You yeah, know? yeah. And like all these these actors that are in sort of government in these different positions of power and authority in this huge network that is government, right? And this is the deep state that are operating. Blah, 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 blah. And your voice has to sound like this when yeah, you say it. I guess but, so. Yeah. But like they're they're constantly howling about this shit. This is that shit, yeah, though, yeah. right? Like putting people who are just political, who have no qualifications for right, the work. Right. You, you see it at every level of the Trump administration. The highest levels of the Trump administration. Look at look at the appointees for the education secretary, sure. the energy department. Sure. These are people who are obvious political appointees. Yeah. They have no and expertise. Completely in their unqualified. Right. And to see it then come all the way down to the level where it could affect you very personally. I want to read part of this article. Yeah. Um, this says, we have one Supreme Court justice and everybody pays a lot of attention to that. Now, this is an interview. This is a transcript of an interview. But the reality is that the lower courts is where the action is. So in the 13 circuit courts, they write 60,000 opinions. The Supreme Court writes 62. So you can see that the final word in most cases is at the, is at the appellate level. The trial courts write several hundred a thousand opinions per year. That is a total of 179 circuit judges throughout the country, 677 district court judges. And as you know, Supreme Court vacancy is a very rare event. 
So if those lower courts become filled with con very conservative judges, all of whom have life tenure, all of whom will serve for 30 to 40 years, the impact of all those appointments will last for decades. And the judges he's picked are not going to be friendly to abortion rights, gay rights, affirmative action, voting rights, so many issues that affect so many people on a daily basis. They're anti-regulation. There's so many subject matters that will change when these folks become the majority on the various appellate and district courts. And you know whose fault this is? Do you know whose fault this is right now? Jill Stein. Democrats. <clears throat> Democrats blew up. They did the nuclear option. The side that is getting fucked right now is the side that caused this because they, they blew up that you needed a, a large majority of people. Oh, to, I remember that. Yeah, so they, they put it at 51%. They put it at 51%. Yeah. I do remember and that. now it's at 51% yeah. and so, they're going to get and, fucked. Right. They're going to get fucked. That's, it's, it's that, on you. That it's was on the risk you. of that game, right? That's you know, because, the, because if yeah. you blow it up, and then somebody uses against you. It's a lot. Right. It's 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 like you pulling a gun on somebody and them taking it away from you. Right. It's like, well, Hell. you pulled the gun. Yep. You know, and I feel the same way here. It's like, I understand that it's a shitty thing that that they're putting in people that are unqualified, but they're putting people that are unqualified because they were blocking before people that were qualified because they had the votes to block it. And now they're able to railroad unqualified people because they don't need those votes anymore because it's your fault. You know, the idea. Yeah, it is. It is right. It, it It's our fault that we gave them the ability to do something. They could have done it anyway. They could have right. done it anyway. They could have, they could have done the nuclear option themselves, right? right. They could have blown that up out of the water themselves. Right. You, you, you don't know that they would have. You don't know right? that they would have. You, you, you have no idea. You have no right? idea. But it's like, they're still doing something that's just, objectively bad for the country. Absolutely. Right. You Absolutely. know, and that's the thing that like makes me crazy. It's mm, like bad. not you say bad for the country. People, it's not going to be bad for them, but people who are unqualified to do the work cannot do the work. Well, well, that's, that's true, but they're going to have people that are going to basically write all this shit for them. They're, they're going to have somebody underneath them that has to do the work. So you, they'll hire somebody that will do the work. You think at the them. judge level, at the at the appellate judge level, S some they, other person would write the write the stuff for them. I guarantee it. Oh my if God. they don't know how to do it, they're going to have somebody else do it. Someone else will write it, and they'll just sign it. Yeah, I, I guess you're probably right. Right? I mean, what what else? I, guess, what, I don't know, what's man. The, what's the outcome? I I don't know. I they turn in, not they turn in yeah, an assignment know. that's like, no, I wasn't talking about Derrida. Yeah. I was talking about this other, you know what I mean? Like if right. you wrote a paper on something else, right. you know, but they're not going to do that. They're right. going to have somebody write it. They're going to have somebody do it. Like Somebody's going to do the like, work for them. These guys are going to be sitting there listening to these cases. Yeah. They're going to be sitting there listening to these sure. cases that have never, they have no experience doing this work. Yeah. It's no different than me doing it. Sure. No, it's like no if, different. You have, you're of a political opinion just like they do. Right. So if you sat down at that, at that bench and there was a question about abortion rights, you would come to that with all of your biases, just like everybody else right. does, but you would have none of the things to temper those biases that you would learn in law school. None of them. I, it's, uh, and that's what I mean by like, yeah, the ability to do this is our fault. I agree with you there, but like nobody should like, we should just be in a system where nobody should want to do this. We need a better system. Nobody should want to win yeah. so badly that they're willing to put unqualified people in any job. Yeah. In any job. This doesn't fly anywhere else in the world. Yeah. Where else does this fly? Like, where else is is it like, oh, I just, I'm, I mean, other than like blatant cases of like nepotism. Well, what, how do you think, you know, because Trump has come in 
and he's making all these appointments, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he's not making these appointments, right? He's getting, people are coming to him and saying, these are the guys we should put in there. Trump is looking at the list and saying, cool, let's green light these guys. Trump is not researching these people to decide whether or not they're. And after the, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but after the Kennedy uh, grilling, Trump came and, 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 and actually thanked Kennedy and said like, look, if my people bring you someone who's unqualified, this, I expect you to do this. Thank you for doing this. And I thought that was a good way to deflect. Sure. Which is, I think what it was. Yeah. It's a good way to deflect deflect to say, I'm incompetent for putting that person in front of you in the first place. Right. Right. Those people should never, you should never have to ask that question. Right. He blamed it on his people. Sure. So I'm I'm agreeing. So yeah, he's, he's bringing people in that are, that are, that are going to do this. They're going to bring in, but you gotta, you gotta wonder. You know, he's putting people, they, these people are putting people that clearly don't know what's happening in these, right. these courts. They don't understand procedures. They don't understand how courts work. Right. What does his company look like? You know what I mean? Like, like, does he do that in his company where he's just like, I just, whoever, like whoever, you know, you know, I, I went out to dinner with so-and-so and their kid needed a job and I put him up as like a manager of like a big center of my company that has like millions of dollars yeah, worth of you know, I mean, I wonder if you win in his company, if it would be as incompetent or if he pays more attention to that than he would the government. Well, you know, his company would be run possibly without political biases, right? So if you're running a company, you're running it for, you're trying to create an effect, right? And I think like politics, he's trying to create an effect too. The effect, the problem is I think he's not trying to create effect in the courts called let's make sure we have the most qualified judges for the court. Sure. It's let's have this political outcome. Yeah, let's, let's create a yeah. political outcome. Yeah. And that's what, that's what his people are putting right, in all right. these. There's some of these guys, a couple of these guys got rejected out of hand. One of them was like a conservative blogger. There's like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Like you can't even be here, but some of them are getting through that are clearly unqualified. You're all sick. Oh, be nice. Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance. The whole world's gone gay. Oh my God. What's happening now? We work hard. We play hard. This story is from Right Wing Watch, and I thought this was a good story for kind of an end of the year, end of the year sort of a yeah. terrifying wrap up. Sure. Um, now everybody remembers like when when Trump, and if you don't remember it, I mean, you should go back and remember it because it's important. Um, you know, when Trump was 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 being touted as the Republican choice, there were a lot of people who were saying, "Oh, you know, the LGBTQ community should not be concerned. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. It's going to be fine. Not He's not going to do anything." Yep. So let's look at his first year, right, sure. of his promised pro-gay agenda sure. that he had. Um, so here's some of the, the low points. Um, anti-equality judges. We kind of just talked about this, sure. yeah. right? Um, appointing judges across the entire system who have track records of being anti-LGBTQ yeah. um, across, across the whole spectrum. Uh, stripping protections from LGBTQ students, parents, and families. Um, and this is specifically referring to rescinding um, an Obama administration letter that urged public schools to respect the rights of transgender students got rid of that pretty much fucking right away. Yeah. Um, pretty much right he away. Didn't, he didn't. Yeah. He, as soon as he came into office, that was, that was, thrown, that was gone. It was thrown out. Was it gone like in the process when he took that page off of whitehouse.gov? Like as, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. As I think, he was I being think he, coronated yeah, or fucking yeah, exactly. whatever. When they were, when they were blowing the French horn right. up his ass. <laughs> 
And he was like, there was, they put the whiteboards down. It was the biggest one ever because <laughs> of the whiteboards. But, uh, but the other one is like when they're talking about transgender service members, it says ban and transgender service members. That was rolled back. Right. Though. It was. So they initially, he threw that, he threw that out there through Twitter decree. If we'll remember correctly. I remember that. Yeah. And then he, then people were like, um, yeah, we're not going to do that. Which, you know, like, don't take it away from him, right? Because that says what he wants to do. Sure. Right? So just because he couldn't shit on your head yeah. doesn't mean that he's not fucking prepping a deuce, yeah, right? exactly. He's hoping for this. Yeah. He will try again to do this. He wants, and he, want, he wants to make sure that, like, you know, when he, when he does stuff through Twitter, that's when you're at the most raw for him. That's when you know it's him. Yep. You know it's him. You know it's his voice. So this this is particularly awful too. Um, anti-gay discrimination, defending it. Um, Department of Justice reversed itself. So it, there was a, an appeals court decision that said that the 1964 Civil Rights Act should apply to sexual orientation. And they were basically like, nah, nah, no, it doesn't. No, we're just kidding. Not no. so much. So no. there's that. Um, reinforcing the religious rights weaponization of religious liberty. Religious liberty is that, um, you know, canard that's dragged out all the time for religious people to shit on whoever it is they want to shit on. You know, it's their, yeah. oh, they're just, they're just yeah. behaving with, you know, they're, they're exercising their religious liberty. Um, religious liberty is a big fucking deal for the Trump administration because the evangelicals, as we've talked about before, cannot get his fucking micro penis out of their mouths. Yeah. Yeah. And this next one is is very similar. It's empowering the anti-LGBT inner circle. And that's true because look at all the people that were, it's as the very first part of this is look at the cabinet nominees, Sessions, right. DeVos, Carson. These people are all anti-LGBT. And, and, you know, like you look at some of these judges, like we talked about previously, there's some of these judges that are like, sh- like clearly anti-LGBT. Well, and just look at who supports these guys. You know, the, the guys that are happy are these anti-LGBT quote, pro-family right, groups, right? Sure. They're like, I fucking love these dudes. Yeah. Why do they love them? Yeah. You know? Uh, appointing anti-LGBT activists to the United Nations delegation. Um, that's fucked up, too. He appointed officials from CFAM and the Heritage Foundation um, to the U.S. delegation to United uh, UN commissions on the status of women. Um, and it resisted in any recognition of the human rights of LGBTQ people um, in international agreements. Um, praising anti-LGBTQ uh, groups um, Trump spoke at a luncheon where he said, I will never, ever let you down. This was at the Ralph Reed Road to Majority Conference uh, in June. Um, that's that's a pro or I'm sorry, an anti-LGBTQ uh, conference, basically. And then the last one, and I think this is fucking the most important one, right. is supporting Roy Moore. He went down there and supported Roy Moore. He supported Roy Moore so hard. Yeah. He doubled down, tripled yeah. down. Whatever he yeah. could do, he got down, went down on Roy Moore. Absolutely. The more he could support him, you know, right. just lay. I mean, if you just lay it on him or in him, you could support it. <laughs> just got to work it in. <laughs> yeah, because you're not right. going to, you're not just going to get it in, right? Like, there's no way you're just going to get it in there. You've got to, like, there's, there's things, flaps you've got to move over <laughs> in order to get in there. You got you the folds that have yeah. got to be reconfigurated. going to be able to get right in there. You just lube the whole thing. It's like, like, just, it's like, like you basically just drop him in his own, like, that's how he sleeps every night. He's in like Crisco. <laughs> he's like suspended in Crisco, like Dune. You know, like when he has that shit in him and he's like sitting in the tank. Like, that's how he sleeps. You're just like looking down. You're like, mm. yeah. I'm just going to get a bucket of lard. Yeah. I'm just going to start at the top. I'm going to work my way down. <laughs> Eventually, 
I'll fuck something here. I will say he's he's very similar to Baron Harkonnen. Although Harkonnen actually <laughs> looks like Harkonnen Harkonnen looks more like uh like uh his advisor, the guy from Breitbart. What's that guy's name? Oh, Bannon. Bannon. Yeah, Rob Bannon yeah. and Harkonnen look a lot alike from the movies, but he's like Harkonnen in the sense that like if he had repulsor technology to hold up parts of his fat, he would do it. Like he would do it. Like he would go out of his way to be like, yeah, I can basically eat a whole chocolate cake every day because I can hold up parts hold, of this yeah. girth with repulsor lifts. He is repulsive. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Absolutely. right thing. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this is insane. This is from the BBC News. And now we'll have to read it. Um, and I think it's worth doing. We'll have to read it because it's not in English. But um, the U.S. ambassador to the Netherlands is is being uh, talked to by a reporter, a Dutch journalist. Um, yeah, I'm not going to even try that name. And this is like, I watched this and, and I stared at it and I was like, the world's gone mad. Yeah. The world has gone mad. So, so I'm going to read the transcript. Um, at one point, this is, this is the reporter. He says, at one point, you mentioned in a debate that there are no-go zones in the Netherlands and that cars and politicians are being set on fire in the Netherlands. And the guy says, no, I didn't say that. That's actually an incorrect statement. Uh, he says, we would call it fake news. I never said that. And the guy says, it's what you said. It's what you really said. He said, no, I never said that. Then it flashes to this guy saying, the Islamic movement has now gotten to a point where they have put Europe into chaos. This is him talking on camera. Chaos in the Netherlands. There are cars being burned. There are politicians <laughs> that are being, being burned. burned. And yes, there are no-go zones in the Netherlands, says this idiot. And the journalist comes back. He says, okay, you call it fake news. And then he's been shown the video at this point. He says, well, I didn't call it fake news. Yeah. I didn't use that term. And then they rewind the video right. to show him saying, I would call that fake news. Like right. he, he not only gets caught in a lie saying the original thing, right. he gets caught in a lie 20 seconds later. After the lie. Yeah. I Unbelievable. It is We've gone mad. The world has gone mad. I think I think that it's just like the, it's so obvious to them that they can lie and get away with it that everybody's doing it now. This I'm worried about. I am genuinely worried about this fake news concept and phenomenon because it's now being used as a way to dismiss everything we don't like. Yeah. We we you know there is this idea that if you call something fake news that it's okay then that you dismiss it. Yeah. Whether it's actually fake news or not, yep. somehow doesn't matter. Yeah. What you're saying is, I dismiss that, yeah. and I won't allow it. Credibility as something to think about or you know an option to consider. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, like we, it has to actually be fake. And most of the news isn't fake. And most of the news organizations, CNN, you know, ABC News, the the news is not fake. Most of this is extremely well vetted. They occasionally make mistakes. They editorialize. But to call all of that shit fake news, yeah. if we don't have a working fourth estate that the public can trust in this country, we're, we're really in a lot of, like, we are in an extreme amount of trouble. PolitiFact has Donald Trump at over 75% untrue statements. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Three out of four things he says yeah. are bullshit. Yeah. And, but the problem is, is that there's people in this country that either don't care and think that the the underlying tone of what he's saying has merit. So I don't oh, care God, whether he's, whether concept. it's true or they believe that what he says is true. So it's a, it's, it's, it, there's a lot of people in this country that believe like there, this guy cannot get out of office fast enough. As far as I'm concerned, I think he's a danger to the nation for all the reasons that you right. lose today. Yeah. I, I, I'm scared of this concept. Yeah. I'm really afraid yeah. of this. Yeah. 
And it's propagated by the most powerful person in our country. Right. So we want to thank our newest patrons. Of course, we want to thank all of our patrons, but we want to thank our newest patrons, Yarrow, Paul, Joe, Aaron, Judy, Eric, Philip, Anthony, Reva, Barbara, Taru, Gunner, Stolen Corporate Credit Cards. <laughs> That's great. TOG, Local Dairy Council. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Trill, Alexander, the Godless Revolution podcast and Cecil's unemployable Google search Aww. results. <laughs> Thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, especially with my job hanging from a very delicate thread <laughs> at this point. So thank you all so very much um, for uh, hopefully letting me fall back on podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying give till it hurts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> give until it hurts. So uh, we want to cover a couple of things. So, you know, we not only got email this week about bad bands, but we also got some calls to prayer. Um, this is the last time I'm playing calls to prayer, so don't send any more, please. And then uh, we also have uh, some worst meals. So we're going to go through some of these right now. Worst Christmas food. This one is from Nat. And Nat says, I got to read this. Oh. So, oh. so this is, uh, mm. this is a shrimp salad. Oh God. It's gelatin, cottage cheese, <laughs> celery, cream, seasonings. That's in, uh, air quotes and shrimp, not good shrimp either, but shitty, cheap salad shrimp. Those tiny assholes. It tastes like vomit, but because these people are bad at food handling, it usually goes rancid mid meal. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine? He says it anyway. It looks like pink mush with white spots and smells like hell. Oh God! I literally would. I would. If somebody put that on a table that I was going to be eating at, I would beat them to death. <laughs> that sounds so horrible. He said over fifty people line up to eat this oh, shit. That sounds so bad. That sounds so bad. How many times can you get food poisoning from that oh. before you learn your lesson? You're going to be, basically, you're propelling yourself to the bathroom with your own feces. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like a rocket propelled shit. I like this story. This story is about somebody's grandmother who put salt, sugar in the salt shakers. Yeah. This is from Cindy. And, and the only edible food on the table, the only thing that appeared good was the mashed potatoes. So she grabs the mashed potatoes and salts them because the shit was not properly seasoned anyway basically sugared her mashed potatoes. Yeah. And then Graham's like, hey, why aren't you eating? <laughs> yeah, she's like, what's wrong? You haven't touched your food. She's trying to stop me. She says, I touched it with the food on my plate, held up my hands and said, there, I touched I it. Touched Are you it. happy? <laughs> uh, we got a message from Suzanne and Suzanne uh, just wanted to let us know that uh, that she's been listening for a while and we're her favorite podcast. So Aww. thanks for listening, Suzanne. We're, we appreciate it. Oh uh, my God. We got a message from Travis and Travis says, if you guys want to hear cringeworthy music, listen to just about any song from the band <laughs> Anal Cunt. <laughs> well, noteworthy mentions include the songs. I snuck a retard into the sperm bank and you're pregnant. So I kicked you in the stomach. I think both of those are related. Actually, really? I think both of really? those, those songs are related. <laughs> those songs from the band Anal Cunt. Anal Cunt. Jesus Christ. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> the best part about if you sneak a retard into the sperm bank is you're the one who's got to jerk him off. So best of luck there. 
Oh God. Uh, Alex Jones Christmas. This is pretty hilarious. Oh, I'm gonna just gonna play this. 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 this is uh this is uh a short. I'm gonna put the link on this week's show notes. So there's actually a video that goes along with it, but I think that the that the music itself is worth listening to. Great edit. Oh, it's so good. So it's good. So good. So uh, so check out that link. You can actually see the video. It's just funny too. But I think that the that the music itself is is funny. We have a uh, an, a link from Aaron, uh, and this is a comprehensive list on why Trump is great. So we're going to put this link on this week's show notes. Click on it. Check it out. Uh, this is episode three ninety three. Got a message from the Bunk Podcast, and they had said that you know you can actually find out Tom what's going on. In Area 51. Oh my gosh. Right now. It's probably Gray's. And, like, and it's kind of some secret stuff that has to do with the CIA and whatnot, but it's definitively not aliens. And it's really like, you know, through like, sure. like, like ways in which to get, you know, like reporting of like, you know, you freedom can get documents, freedom of information check, stuff. Yeah, right. You can find out what's going on down there. And they list a bunch of stuff in this email. I'm not going to go through and read it, but like you can find this out. Like it's actually right. you like it's a, it's a knowable quantity, <laughs> and it's not. Well, that's what they want you to know. Ancient alien autopsies. That's so you say. Ancient alien autopsy is really pretty easy because it's it's already it's not juicy anymore. You know what I mean? Right? Like it's an ancient alien. It's like it's all desiccated, it's like peeling the stuff off the bottom of your shoe. <laughs> all right, so here we go. This is uh this is a call to prayer from Nathan. It's like a mouse in the walls. So uh, this one comes from Molly and Molly says that uh, the ex-mother-in-law used to make this meal. And so what it basically was, was uh, a cheap hot dogs that were cut lengthwise and arranged on a casserole disc atop a thick coating of lard. Oh. And then they were covered in ketchup, equal parts ketchup, A1 steak sauce, Worcestershire sauce, and soy sauce, as well as brown sugar, and broiled until the, quote, sauce condensed <laughs> into a thick, glutinous, nearly plasticine coating <laughs> on the meat tubes. And then it was also served with mashed potatoes and it was basically put on mashed potatoes. And, and Molly says that the, they could have doubled as caulk for bathroom repairs and the, and carrots that I believe have been boiling <laughs> since the Reagan administration. That sounds so bad. I, I that sounds even so bad. Here's what I want to know. That sounds how do you even so bad. That? that sounds so bad. Look, you know, you know how you invent that is depression. That's how you invent that. You live through the depression and you're so sick of eating an old shoe. You're just like, what the fuck can I possibly do? I, we ate the dog. We've, we've pulled fucking, we've pulled off wallpaper and ate that. 
What the fuck else it's, can we do? It's so many sauces. <laughs> I know. That's the part I love. I mean, it's so awesome. It's just this glorch yeah. of sauces. And they're all the worst sauces, too. Like, <laughs> it's like, let's take all the worst sauces <laughs> and make be, a sauce out of it. That would be so acidic. It would be terrible. Shitty. It would be terrible. Oh, my oh. God. It would be so salty. Can you imagine how much sodium their cheap hot dogs covered in basically soy sauce? That's all salt. Ketchup, tons of salt. A1 steak sauce. That's pretty much salt, salt. and sugar. And yeah. Worcestershire shire sauce. Yeah. That's salt. Yeah. It's like you would have to drink six gallons of water to not dry up <laughs> like a silica pack. yourself packet. out. You're getting like dialysis or something <laughs> afterwards. Um, so the worst, the worst thing I ever ate, I ever didn't eat. I didn't, I never tasted it, but I was in the room for it. <laughs> and it was, I love uh, that you're just in the room for it. I remember I was, uh, I'm not going to say where I was, but the person started cutting hot dogs up into the spaghetti <laughs> sauce. <laughs> and so they're cutting the hot dogs up and they look over you like you stand for dinner and they could see on my face. I like <laughs> did not have a poker face in that moment. You do not ever have a I poker face. I didn't have a poker face. I have a great poker face, Tom. You're crazy. <laughs> no, but I'm like a, I am like an unopened book. People don't, un, nobody knows what I'm thinking at any moment. Right. But I will say that I didn't at that moment. Right. I let that veneer down, <laughs> Tom. And they looked at me. I wish I were there so and bad. And they said, they said, oh, we just sort of grab stuff here and just sort of make do with what we have. Sort of as like a real, like a, a yeah. way to be like, please uh, forgive me for this atrocity <laughs> for I have sinned. <laughs> and I was like, and, I, and and after that, I was just like, I'm just going to go. Like, I think I'm just going to go. You know what? I have a severe case of explosive diarrhea or something less embarrassing than eating your food. I will say hot dogs in spaghetti <gasps> sauce. It sounds so bad. It looks worse. <laughs> what do we have for dinner? Hot uh, ham water. <laughs> just <white. laughs> Ham water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now this is not a call to prayer. This was made by Marcus and this is a Jim Baker uh, remix. A very well known man of God. After I got out of prison, I had heard God is coming over a million times in a day. Millions of times. Now, I couldn't say that if that wasn't true. I say put it in my bucket. Yes, yes. you love this. It's, it's your favorite. The Bible says it's not a place the store come, but God hasn't come yet. I don't want to be called a fool. God says if you know something's coming, you can only blow it a little little, little bit longer. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's the best part. That is amazing. That's great. Oh, so good. Okay. Thanks, Marcus. Oh, this is interesting. This is from Aaron. And Aaron said that he went to Thanksgiving at someone's house and they had a dry, unseasoned turkey, extremely overcooked vegetables, burnt, salty, great... Uh, Burnt, extremely salty rolls. <laughs> Gravy so lumpy, it looked like oatmeal. But to top it off, she per forgot to put sugar in the pumpkin pie. <laughs> Could you imagine? Why would you serve it? Why would you serve any of that? Why would you serve that? It's so rude. We got a message from Bree. And Bree says, guys, you don't know how embarrassing this was unless you were a girl in the 60s and 70s. One word, Donovan. And now this song is the... The way down up, uh, under the ocean song or whatever. It's like, you know, like, I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's not that bad. It's not song. that bad. Although the beginning is a little cheesy. Yeah. When they're like, when he's talking in the beginning, but the song itself isn't terrible. It's okay. I will say there's a song from the same era 
called Steal the Wine, and I don't know who it's I by. Spill the Wine. No, I think it's Steal the Wine. Steal the Wine. And the video you showed is me. it Spill, spill the, the wine, wine and Steal the Girl or Take the Girl? I thought it was Steal the Wine and Take the Girl or something. Was it Spill the Wine? It is Spill the Wine. You're right. It doesn't matter because it's terrible. <laughs> it's literally the worst thing ever. It's such a bad song. They used to play that song on the classic rock station when I was growing up. And I used to listen to classic rock all the time. What they called classic rock, which was basically like hardish rock from the like late 60s, early 70s. Really? That song is so unfucking listenable. It's got the guy, the guy who sings it is such a hippy dippy shithead. You just want to punch him. <laughs> you just want to punch me. Like nobody should ever be this hippy dippy. <laughs> it's the worst song. Just listen to it all the way through. It's seriously. I could not listen to it all the way through. It's a painfully bad song. So Joe sends in a message and basically says that he used to listen to ministry and now he doesn't anymore. I think that's what he's saying. Terrible music. I used to run to his ministry. Ministry's good. I like, I like ministry. I like there's a, there's a bunch of songs by ministry. Yeah. I still, I still like, to. I still like too. And yeah. I mentioned last week that I like black Sabbath super not. I like ministry's version, which is actually not. It's the it's thousand homo DJs, DJs yeah. but it's Al Jorgensen. I like that version way better than I like the it's original. It's an objectively better it is version. It's a way by better version. Like good music. Oh, it's such a good, that's such a good, check out the thousand homo DJs version of Supernaut. It is fucking baller. It is such a, a good, good song. song. Yeah. It is such a good song. But, uh, but yeah, I, I still like ministry. I actually, I think I've listened to Psalm 69 in the last year or so. Um, a little bit, it's a little goofy, but I think it's still got some really good music on it. I don't, I don't, I, I listen it. to ministry regularly. Yeah. I don't think it's unironic. I'm not, I unironically like ministry. Got a message from Travis, Tom, and he's talking about uh, specifically talking about having a me too for churches. He says his, his mother had given power of attorney to the church and they stole $200,000. That's just incredible. That's just incredible. I wish these stories were like, yeah, not so regular, right? Emily sent in a, uh, wonder Bible, uh, device. So it's like, a, it's basically like a speak and say, except for it's got, it's for adults with Bible verses. And this, so this is so funny. Check this video out. Basically it's like a little weird little box that has like one big long MP3 in it. And you could type in the verses and the numbers oh. and it will, and I'll just read them to you. I'll just read them out loud to you. And the voice actually is like the voice of God. They got him to do it. So <laughs> no, but check this video out. I'll put it on this episode. Show notes. Three ninety three. Oh, this is great. This is uh this is from Mick, I think, or Mimic. Uh the worst holiday food was her sister-in-law's stuffing, and it was basically the the box stuffing, like stovetop. Right. Except for they didn't do any of the things to make it good. <laughs> Instead, they just threw away all the directions and they threw the cubes in a pot and heated and stirred until they were burned. <laughs> they served it dry. That's the worst thing she ever had. So it's, it's just burnt bread cubes. <laughs> it's, you ate burnt toast. Burnt toast is not stuffing. That is so funny, man. This is interesting, Tom. This is from Casey. Yeah, Casey Casey says, you know, I mean, he's, he's responding to the ubiquity of cell phones uh, issue that we brought up before and how that, you know, kind of gets rid of a lot of this paranormal stuff. And he says, yeah, same shit with miracles, right? He says, I truly believe that they must have just happened somewhere else, but I wonder why they didn't happen here. He says it was easy to dismiss because I assumed we just didn't have enough faith here. Um, he says, after all, all you need is faith the size of a mustard seed to move mountains. Do you guys think that God stopped performing miracles when cell phones became popular because of how important it is 
that we have uh, to believe on faith rather than evidence. Uh, well, that's one possibility. The other possibility is none of that shit ever happened ever. <laughs> I am go with Tom's possibility on this one. We got a message from Micah. Micah says uh, that they just found the podcast and they are uh, coming out of religion and uh, and this is helping them uh, sort of do it. So Good. Awesome. Welcome, Micah. Welcome, Micah. Thank you for listening. So uh, happy new year to everybody. Remember, if you want to apply for our job as podcast coordinator, go to 393, episode 393. You got about a week uh, to submit your resume. There's a, there's a form right on there. Submit your cover letter and resume. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we're specifically only asking for people who listen to the show. So, uh, so if you like the show and you want to be part of the team, go check it out. Episode 393. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you. tell you about the story when i got the cockroach in my egg roll i remember this this yeah. was god this was many years many ago, years ago years ago it was at a restaurant in lyle it, it off was, of ogden yeah, it was in it was in lyle uh-huh. and i, I remember, remember i remember cracking open the egg roll because i always crack them open to like cool them at the time uh-huh and i cracked it open there's a giant <laughs> and we're not talking like a little tiny roach we're talking like a fucking like a finger segment long roach, oh. like a motherfucker like he had his family with him you know like he was, right yeah. he wrote his last will he's, and testament he's got a little briefcase he carries around <laughs> he was big <laughs> i cracked up i was like oh my god <laughs> i was so grossed out i was so grossed out i was just not like, as grossed out as the cockroach that uh, got fucking deep fried i remember and this and like I, I i waved to the waitress and she gave me like the one second and i picked up the plate and i walked over to her and I, Sarah and I just walked uh-huh. out at that point. And I had it to her. I go, 
there's a cockroach in this. And I just walked straight out and she was dealing with someone at the table. <laughs> that sucks so bad oh, for her. Oh, she didn't get a tip from anybody. No. Yeah, I was like, there's a cockroach in this. And I just walked right out. Oh my God. When we were in uh, Cairns, you know, it's pretty tropical in Cairns. I mean, you, you experience sure. pretty tropical in Cairns. And in our room, which was immaculate, our room was very nice. Um, in the bathroom, there was a cockroach in the bathroom. It was the size of a fucking VW bus. Yeah. It was just huge. It was just like, I never even got a chance. It was fast as fuck and it was massive. And like, at some point we just named it. We're like, oh, yeah, sure. That's stay in the bathroom. That's Bill. That's it. Yeah. Like he's got his space. I've got my space. <laughs> We're good. Like we've made friends. Did you encounter any, any weird like bugs? Bugs. Mm-mm. We had a huntsman spider in our room in uh, Sydney, yeah, no. like one of those giant, like the size of a dinner yeah. plate spiders in our room in Sydney. Yeah. And I was going to kill it. And I had my sandal. Right. And I looked at my and No shit. I looked at my leather sandal and I looked at the bug and I put my sandal down. And then you and called I went the and got hotel a, operator. I went and got a bigger shoe because I, I, I did not believe that the sandal, that the the sandal, sandal was going to be do. up to the task. You needed more girth on I that. I needed a bigger shoe. Yeah. So I got a hiking shoe. And I went, I hit that thing, and it was like cracking an egg. Did it die right away? Yeah, it did. But it was like, it had the the same like sound and feeling as wow. if I hit an egg. Jesus. It was fucking enormous. I didn't run into any, when I was in Australia, I didn't run into any uh, any bugs. But when I went to the shore one day, they made us wear Teletubby suits yeah, for them because there was a jellyfish. there was a jellyfish. <laughs> like they're like like I was like oh cool we're going to the beach and they're like okay we're on this catamaran if you want to swim gotta look like a Teletubby <laughs> and I'm just like what <laughs> I don't want to be a Teletubby and then I I like wound up taking a bunch of pictures while I was like I was like like doing sexy poses on the beach in this Teletubby outfit where I'm like leaning forward and like reaching out towards the camera and like. Oh my That's god! Awesome, yeah. I haven't seen I, any of those pictures. I didn't so post weird. them anywhere. I'm gonna have I to save them. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I want for Christmas yeah. now. I'm just saying. It was it was one of those moments though, because you're just like, but I wanted to swim. <laughs> I don't want to dress like a teletubby. <laughs> I had to wear a teletubby suit in order to do the snorkeling at the Great Barrier. Yeah, Reef. well, if you're in a wetsuit, it doesn't matter, right? We were at the Great Barrier. Well, I wasn't in a wetsuit. I was in a, the lycra suit. Yeah, it's, like, think a what you're it's like a it's right? like a wet type suit. Yeah, yeah but right. yeah. Yeah, we were snorkeling in that. Yeah. But you got to do that at the beach? At the beach, it sucks. At the yeah. beach. If you're out in the middle of the water, it doesn't matter, especially because you're covered in a bunch of shit anyway. You got fucking fins right. on your feet. You look and like you a got a, You got a bunch of shit on your face and right. all that stuff. But like, so it doesn't really matter as much. But man, when you're out at the beach, you're just like, I just want to like go to the beach. And it's like, like a burkini. Sit here. Yeah, exactly. You're I like, like I was a in a burkini. Yeah, it was in a burkini. It was weird. That is super it made weird. it weird to masturbate when I was on the beach too. Because normally I could just reach in there. Weird like, er. Hmm. Cause it's always weird. It to wasn't weird. It was just a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like all the sand. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like making pearls. It basically that. exfoliates my wiener. <laughs> so it's like, it's like fucking a loofah. 